tying my shoelaces here of my walking boots because it's time for a walk. There you go. That's the second shoe. Now let me see. What else do I need? I've got my keys. I've got my phone. Uh, let's check downstairs. I can leave the lights on because in these days there is a heightened chance of burglaries, even in broad daylight. I'm following the local police here on my uh, social media account and uh, they show you uh, pictures every week of where the break-ins happened. And uh, just the other day there was a break-in here close to where I live. So now even when I leave during the day, I leave the lights on. <laughs> Let me just quickly take a peek in the studios here. Um, this is so exciting. I'm so happy with what we've accomplished this year. Um, I'm here in the... Uh, biggest room of the of the uh, Tridio studios this is our meeting room we've got a great brown ikea meeting table with six places for our board members but this is also a place where um, editors can work then here we have the small editing room which i actually uh, trans transformed also in a green screen mini studio so i've got the big green screen um fold out uh, wall here that I can use. Um, just have to figure out where to place the camera. That's not so easy. And then here on the right is the third room. Uh, and this is uh, multifunctional. This is both the place where I can record, um, I can uh, do editing, um, but this is also a place where we can have people work on our administration. So just yesterday I bought this great printer, this multifunctional brother printer which has a tray for 250 pages. It does duplex printing. I got it as a super bargain, just uh, 100 bucks for a laser printer. It's also a scanner, and it's wireless. It's amazing. You can even just copy something and then say, just send this to my iMac, and it will send it automatically to whatever computer is also on the, on the Wi-Fi network. This, I'm so proud. We've been working for months on these studios, and it's been such a great help. Um, to have these different places that are also separate from my own living quarters. Let's close all the doors to keep the heat in because it's, uh, it's a cold season here in the Netherlands. And then I can close the door here too, keep it separate from the parish spaces here downstairs. And let's go outside because I have a lot to share with you. There is a Christmas tree here on my left. I guess it was is a leftover tree. Um, of course, there are Christmas trees in the church as well that they use for, for Christmas itself. And there's just this green tree. It looks a little bit uh, out of whack. Perhaps it wasn't nice enough for the church, so they placed it next to my room. I, I'm missing the lights, though. It's just a, a green tree. And uh, I don't know, For to make it more festive, we should put lights in it. But then again, perhaps people would steal those lights. And that may seem as if I live in a criminal neighborhood, but this is not. Nah, this is just the time of the year as well. Uh, people are often uh, to friends or on vacation. Uh, it's dark for most of the day. <laughs> These are the shortest days of the year. Although it's getting better. And so this is a this prime time for, for burglars to uh, see if uh, they can steal stuff. And of course, people have the lights on in here in the Netherlands. Uh, we, we often have the curtains open, so <laughs> everyone that walks by can see what TV you have and if you have a laptop or other gadgets lying around. So that may also be a way to advertise your, your goods. Now, my goal has always been to be in a situation where at least privately I own so little that even if a burglar would break into my house, he or she would walk away thinking, like, there's nothing here. What am I going to take? <laughs> so I'm not there yet, although I've made quite a bit of progress this year thanks to the whole decluttering process that I went through. But let's go back to the beginning. Why am I recording a walk? <laughs> well, it is because I listen to you. I, uh, I've... I've started this new show, this daily show, uh, The Daily Breakfast, and it's been an absolute joy to produce that, to 
film the, the episodes, um, getting the hang of both filming and talking, trying to make something that is both that works both as an audio show but also as a video show and then it will have some added value as a video um, and especially the daily format to be able to post something every day to talk about a different topic in every episode that's a lot of fun and of course it takes some time to get used to it um, both for my current audience and for myself as well and sometimes it works sometimes it's a bit harder um, and initially my idea was to whoa there's quite a bit of wind all of a sudden do you hear that it's a big tree towering over me probably used to be a christmas tree 50 years ago and now it's a godzilla tree so initially i wanted to bring all my old shows back in in back into the fold as it were going back to the roots of my podcasting uh, life, <laughs> which started with the daily breakfast. Well, technically, it started as the Catholic Insider, and then I turned that into a, a daily show, and that that became the daily breakfast. And uh, what I wanted to do is to kind of re revive that name and uh, the da the idea of doing daily shows, and then combining it with the best of what I've learned over the over the years. And especially for me, what works really well is to be walking, to be outside, to not be in, in a studio, in an artificial situation, but to just be, take people with me. That's what I always have done in, in whatever show I, I make. Um, but I also noticed, and also my listeners noticed, that there is a different vibe to shows that are also um, combined with video. Um, and so I, I do my best to make it, uh, to do both and, to show, but also to describe what I see. But sometimes it's hard, um, especially because it's new and I'm still struggling with the technical aspect of it because I'm filming and I'm carrying my phone. I'm using my phone as a, as a video device and it's mounted on a, a gimbal and you have to press buttons to make the camera turn, etc. So... Um, it's really hard to, to make sense, to talk, <laughs> to operate the camera, um, to show and to tell. It's, it's just a lot to do at the same time. And I, I'm pretty sure that over time I'll get better uh, at it. But there is something else that happened, that, which I started to notice. And that is, if you're showing people things and describing what you see, um, it, it is a fundamentally different way of communicating. It's, it's more based on things around you and what can happen is that it, um, it 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 doesn't give you enough space to reflect and I, I, just this morning I'm, I was thinking it actually feels a bit like the difference between liturgy and uh, meditation so in liturgy a priest or whoever performs the liturgy is is doing things is showing um, rituals is there there's movement uh, there are colors there are different vestments and there's just a lot happening and that makes that's the appeal of liturgy it's not just an intellectual uh uh performance <laughs> or it's, it's not an intellectual event it is it is actually closer to theater in a certain way and that works on that level but then you have also meditation which involves you sitting still, closing your eyes, folding your hands, and meditating. And that too is, is a form of communication, but it's much more personal. You're communicating one-on-one -on -one with God. You take time to reflect, to think, to mull over things that are happening, to make plans, to, well, all that. And because there is no distraction of, of the, let's say, the visual aspect of it or movement, it helps you to to go deeper, to focus more. And that is why good liturgy also has moments of silence and moments of prayer where nothing happens. Um, and so I was thinking that is actually something that um, will help me find that balance also in my, in my media work is if I go back to um, what really worked well uh, in terms of staying connected with you as my audience and communicating things um, on, a, on a different level than 
the let's say the visual level and that is that's the walk it was already there and uh, I had a couple of thousand listeners that really seemed to enjoy this and so and it's a small effort one of the main reasons for me to um, simplify and to do this whole daily breakfast format is that it, it simplifies the production process tremendously um, I couldn't see myself producing both a daily video series and the podcast that I was already doing because every show like the shows I used to have the Geek Week and the break um, each show would require several hours of preparation just reading up and preparing my show notes and um, just choosing topics to talk about um, whereas the walk was the only show that I always enjoyed doing because it's just basically me walking and talking and it, it is because I'm, I'm walking familiar routes here like I'm just walking next to the familiar uh, train the, the, the train tracks here you may hear the train in the background there are some bikes and uh, motorcycles here passing by that's it I know I don't have to focus on on uh, the, the walking I can just I can just go deeper and meditate on things and that's kind of what I what I uh, what I enjoyed also about the walk it was a kind of almost thinking out loud and and having an audience help me to kind of focus on what is happening in my life and what can I learn from that and where where am I going and that that sometimes worked as a mirror for the listeners that are also that, that helps them reflect on, uh, on their life and I think that's why it was working so well so um, I got a few reactions most people really like the the daily format and the the novelty of the of the video dimension um, but some of you have been asking for for the return of the walk and I was giving it some thought and I was like yeah let's do that it's easy doesn't cost much time super simple needs no post-production almost nothing just posting it and it I think really helps both me and you um, so why not? Why why not do that? Ooh, the only reason not to do it is the, this cold wind, uh, and uh, this may actually be the time of year where I need to um, put on the dead. I think it's called a dead cat. <laughs> it's this very fluffy um, windbreaker, and it it looks a bit like a dead animal. And and uh, what I currently have is a foam cover of the of the microphone which works well in you know just usual circumstances but when there's a lot of wind this foam does not isolate the microphone enough and even though I'm trying to shield the microphone with my just turning my back against the wind it, as you can tell it doesn't really totally solve the situation Ooh, and there is a lot of wind today I did not notice that this morning when I looked outside my window so it is also um, the end of the year. I'm recording this on Saturday. Tomorrow is the last day of 2017. And then on Monday, we start 2018. Actually, may already be 2018 when you're listening to this. So that's always a very good moment to kind of look back and look forward, look ahead, look ahead and, and uh, talk about the things that have occurred and what we're going to do next year and that's going to be the main ingredient of this of this walk um, and I want to keep it personal because uh, if you go to the website over at tridio.com you can already see all the posts that uh, list uh, the, the various things that we've done if you're Dutch and you can read Dutch there's even a Dutch uh, version of the website that will show you let's say the invisible side to many of you that are only following my English language programming but we did um, like another 50% of the work was done for the for the Dutch audiences and that this year to completely took flight and it was I'm very proud of what we've done but put together it was also a tremendously busy and towards the end pretty exhausting uh, year 
um, but exhausting in a good way. I'm very, very proud of what we've been able to accomplish. Um, and th there, there are some lessons that I've learned by doing the things that I did, by, by even by making the programs that I made, uh, for conversations that I had with people, experiences that I shared, that, that changed me and changed my whole attitude towards life and work. Um, the, let me just go back to the beginning of the year. Um, I had no idea that this year would be so pivotal in, in so many ways. I was just recording my podcast. I had planned to walk the Camino, but that was still several months away. Um, and we're just doing my stuff. I, it was the first year that I produced my own television shows. I'd done two episodes, I think in 2016, which gave me the confidence that I could pull this off. And this was the first time, the first year that my television show got a new name. Um, it used to be called Catholic Holland or Catholic Netherlands, which of course is good for the Catholic audiences, but pretty restrictive for anyone who's not Catholic. And so we changed that into a more personal name, and it's Father Roderick Searches for the Light, or Looks for the Light, or something like that. The idea was that I would tell stories about, positive stories, about the things that people do because they believe. and But things that are also relevant to non-believers, things that are transforming the world, that are making this place, this world, a better place. And, um, and so I started to produce a number of those episodes and it uh, was a, a quite steep learning curve because not only are, uh, are you filming everything, but then you have to do the whole editing process and <laughs> trying to master software that I know kind of rudimentary, but doing an entire show we've had quite a few um uphill battles to win there but over time it got easier and easier and i got better at it i truly believe that my later television shows um are are so much better than what i did in the, at the beginning of the year but nevertheless um that was a very important new challenge which i love being able to start something new to um, to learn and to prove at the same time that you can actually go beyond what you've always done. And, uh, and that, that's what I've done, and I think it, it will benefit everything else that I do. Those skills are, are important, and it keeps you engaged. It keeps you motivated. It's like when I first decided to run a marathon, or I think the first decision was to run a half marathon. And... Uh, you challenge yourself. You, you try to do something that you've never done before and perhaps that you even consider to be completely impossible and then you make it happen. And, and then it gets easier and you get good at it and you get the hang of it. That's kind of how it feels. Um, in terms of other media, I think uh, we, we were in this process of trying to, um, to uh, work on the whole... Uh, the, the process of, of making all these different shows and doing all these different things. Um, I've always been kind of a, uh, let's just go for it and we'll see. And I would follow kind of every idea that, that <laughs> entered my mind. And uh, with the help, especially of uh, Terry and Inge, uh, we've been working on, on uh, getting better at planning and uh, thinking about the, the process and how, how to improve them. That was one of the major themes that kept coming back. It's what you're doing is good, but how can you improve it? What, tri what we're doing with Tridio is good. How can we ex extend our reach, uh, better the quality, make it easier, create margin, all those things. And, uh, and that too was an incredible new learning process that I enjoyed thoroughly. Um, Terry... Terry Ackers um, is from the Netherlands and he works in uh, organizations to help them streamline their, uh, their internal organization. And so he, he taught us to work with Jira, which is this planning software. It's mostly used, I think, by programmers, but it works actually quite well for uh, other forms of, of digital production. And it helped me to get a much better idea of 
everything that I was doing and how, how much I was doing. Um, I was often tired this year, but at least now I know why, because I did so much. And it also helped me, this whole process, to make better choices and to... Ooh, more wind. Let's see if I can turn the corner here and walk into the park. That will help because there are trees that may actually break the wind a little bit. There you go. Here's an abstract statue of St. George battling a three-headed dragon. One of the nice reminders of the religious past and present of this city, uh, which is under the patronage of, uh, of St. George, by the way. I, although I, I haven't seen any dragons lately. Um, ouch. Let me stop here. Scratch my leg. Sometimes you've got these... feels like you're being bitten by something, but I, I don't think that's possible <laughs> because it's so cold that all the insects have died or are hiding until springtime arrives. Um, but it, it, it helped me make, be more deliberate, more intentional when it comes to how I use my time and what to do and what not to do. And if you have everything visible and you, you can share that with other people, because I was doing a lot of things that were, I think, invisible to anyone but me. But now that everything is, is visible and we use it like a common calendar, it, it, it starts to be, become this much easier to, um, to uh, a process is much easier to manage, but you can also see where you have to make the, the cuts and what you have to stop doing and one thing one reason why that process of of being more intentional and saying no to a lot of things that were not central to um, the mission and saying yes to new things and new experiences and new um, uh, learning uh, uh, processes was the 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 whole walk to Santiago because I, I, I realized during that walk, and I've shared that with you many times, even during the walk to Santiago, that I was doing so much, oftentimes not because it was essential to my mission or because anyone was asking me to do that, but it was something that was in, in me. It was this feeling that it was never good enough and that I had always, I always had to prove that I was worthy to, to be me. <laughs> and then to experience this, this very deep acceptance by God in that as long as I'm walking the way and, and Jesus is the way, then it doesn't really matter what you do as long as you walk with, with him. And that became this breakthrough moment where I realized that a lot of the, the unrest in me, uh, which caused the stress and the fatigue, was not based on the right on the right was not I didn't do that for the right reasons I was doing that because I was still battling these inner demons of you know this feeling of of not being good enough and having left that behind after when I came back from from Spain I truly believe that I was and still am a changed person it, it has changed me in, in the most fundamental way. doesn't mean that everything now is easy and that I never make the wrong decisions anymore, and sometimes I will fall back into that old behavior. But it's much easier to realize that and to stop and think, well, is this, why am I doing this? Who, who asks me to do this? Is this truly God or is this just my inner voice? And if it's the latter then stop and say no and, and go back. And that has been, I think, the, the, the best experience because I noticed how much freedom that gave me, inner freedom, how much joy it gave me to do the things that I really felt I, I wanted to do and, I, and it were part of my vocation and leave behind all the stuff that, were, that was linked to expectations and roles that other people project onto you. And to give you a sh short example, we've, we've just had this intense Star Wars period behind us. And two years ago, when The Force Awakens came out, um, that was the craziest time ever because I felt that I had to be Mr. Star Wars, or at least 
father Star Wars and uh, all the interviews and the, the media appearances and this, I felt that I needed to jump onto that as an occasion to evangelize because I could build a bridge between the world of Star Wars and the world of faith. And so I had to do that. No matter how tired I was at the end of the year, no matter how busy it was in the parish because of Christmas, I went from interview to interview and completely drained me and uh, made that December month two years ago a, a horrible time, physically, mentally, spiritually even. This year, the uh, of course, there, there, there was this new whole wave of requests and can you... Can we have you on the show and invitations, etc. And I had decided a few months earlier, by the way, that those things that you hear, that's fireworks. It's uh, usually the last few days before the end of the year. We, we have a lot of that, although it's much less than it used to be. But um, I, I decided very deliberately to no longer do any interviews for the rest of the year. I think I decided that in... September, October, something like that. This was part of this whole process of realizing how much I was actually doing and making more intentional choices when it comes to but what is truly important that you do and where can you save energy. And so, uh, having said that, when those invitations came, of course there was this temptation or this almost a reflex to, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on your live talk show on one of the bigger commercial channels and then I had both Inge and Terry to remind me that wait a minute didn't you say that you wouldn't do any interviews anymore until the end of the year so don't and then immediately I was like okay yeah sure I remember now and I didn't and so of course I still went to see Star Wars and I I I did my 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 thing but it helped me to keep the rest of my life during the month of December completely under control. And, uh, and so now at the end of the year, I am tired. Um, and I, I am actually on vacation. I'm just breaking the, the time off for this little walk to bring you up to speed. Um, but on the whole, it's, a, it's been a very good month. I'm, I'm not at the end of the year like completely drained and discouraged and frustrated. On the contrary, I'm invigorated, I'm tired, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm proud, I'm happy with where I am right now and where the work that I'm doing is, uh, what we've been able to accomplish, the plans that we have. I, I have the feeling that I'm much more, like I'm finally riding this horse, but it's no longer the horse that is running away with me, but I am actually in control of the horse. That's how, that's how it feels. <laughs> I don't know why the, that cowboy imagery, where that comes from all of a sudden. But anyway, so uh, it, that has been a major, major thing. That also has to do with a very important other uh, decision that was actually made for me, but that, of course, had massive implications for my life, for the work that I do, for my mission, and that was the decision taken by the board in the Netherlands to separate the organization, the platform of SQPN, which I had founded with Greg and Jennifer Willits in 2005, and Tridio, which was a newer initiative of uh, our foundation in Europe. And we, both organizations have a very similar objective, and that is to cross the, the chasm between the, the world of faith and the world of, uh, of the world in which we live, the modern culture, by making these shows that, that combine those two realms. Um, but at the same time, it was getting more and more complicated because both platforms were doing so well and there was so much going on. Um, running both organizations, because I, I used to be the CEO of SQPN, um, also program director, uh, was involved in many of the productions, but at the same time there was this whole new uh, pile of work that was caused by all the the video work that I was doing, the television work, the development of the YouTube channel, etc. Um, that it became 
obvious that from that point alone, from that point of view alone, it would be unsustainable to continue to be involved in both in both these two uh, platforms. Um, and then there was, of course, the, also the kind of logistical problem of actually running and helping. I have to walk through the grass here to avoid a big uh, pond of water here. <laughs> this is one of the worst parks that I know in terms of water management. There is water on my right, the little canal, and here on the left is a big pool for birds or whatever. And then the in-between paths are constantly underwater and they just need to heighten it a little bit, add, add some sand to it. Or I don't know why they don't. It's always muddy and messy here. And there are tons of people walking their dogs here or running and you can never walk here without... I'm, I'm glad I have these walking boots on that are waterproof. Actually, I could have walked through the water, but then you get all the mud you have to clean off. Anyway, so the logistical aspect of, of running and building these two uh, organizations, not to mention that there is an ocean between the two, <laughs> is, is, uh, a, the minimum time difference is six hours. But if you add a board member uh, like Jimmy Aiken, who is in San Diego, you have, what is it, eight or nine hours of difference. Find, even finding time, a common time to, to do stuff together, it became really complicated. And then you have the, the whole aspect of fundraising, who do, does what. And those two organizations, both the two boards, two organizational structures. And so um, the decision was made, let's continue Tridio here on this side of the ocean. Let SQPN continue as a podcast platform in the United States, in North America. And that, of course, as you can imagine, is a big, big decision. Um, difficult to announce to both to you as a, an audience that has... Some of you have been with SQPN and with me for since 2005 and remember those, those days. And it, it was a tremendous time. And it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful adventure that we've been on since 2005. Um, and also people that I worked with in the United States. Um, it's a massive change. Wow, that's a lot of fireworks here. Some of these kids. I wonder if there aren't any better ways to spend your money than by literally letting it explode in the air. I never, never understood this. Holy cow. I pity some of the refugees that live here in the Netherlands, like the people from Syria and Iraq that have been living in these war zones. And these, these days must be so tough for them because they're constantly reminded of the gunfire in the streets and the danger they were in. Um, I guess the people that buy fireworks are not really thinking about that potential effect of what they're doing anyway so um, th this is such a massive change and um, and and of course then there's immediately the question so if we're gonna uh, separate the two organizations how do we do that in a good way how can we make this a win-win situation where instead of going ahead with just 50% of what you used to be this becomes like a duplication of, of energy and, and uh, uh, possibilities. Of course, a lot of that is still to come. It's, it's, uh, we have to see how, how we can continue to thrive and build up what we do and, and uh, specialize also. But I think that we did a, a good job. We, we took two months. Since we announced this, um, beginning of November, we took two months. And it was two months of a lot of hard work to get everything ready for the new year. And in 2018, I think that we're now in a good place where um, both organizations know what they're doing or where, they're, where they want to go. Um, SQPN is, is working on um, some new developments, and I'm sure that in the new year you'll, you'll hear much more about that. And with Tridio, too, we've been um, looking at the, the new year and making some 
very, I think, very good decisions as to what we're going to do and what we're no longer going to do. And, uh, and of course, that is still also changing. It's in flux. Like, one of the proofs of that is the return of the walk, where after a few weeks of trying out the new video format, we decided, well, you know, let's bring that back. That was a good thing, and it's, it's not costing us... Uh, uh, anything in terms of, of, of it, will, it won't mess up our, our, our planning so why not do that it's not much effort for um, I think something to, to keep something valuable in place um, the, one of the things that I've been doing for the past week now of course I, I decided to take two weeks off after Christmas which is kind of a bit of a fake vacation in a certain way because well Christmas was on a Monday. So before you actually can take some time off, it's already in the middle of the week. And then um, there was also all the, the last work that had to be done. Um, and it's a lot of the boring stuff, like the, the legalities. Of, of uh, We have like a, this common... Uh, we've always had this common um, library of shows that we did with Tridio and SQPN. And so we, we wanted to put that on paper to you know what is going to be handed over to sqpn and what is going to be handed over to tridio so that when boards change and situations change in the future there's always this written agreement that well these are our shows this is what we do we will continue that we'll safeguard this heritage or this um well in a certain way it's it's a heritage and uh and and Tridio is going to do this and this and that, so that was that was part of a. And then of course you have two boards that need to be involved, etc. I, I, I won't bore you too much with the details, but it took a lot of time. <laughs> and um, the second thing was uh, when we started SQPN, um, we did everything in our in our spare time. It was uh, kind of an evolved hobby, and so a lot of the things that we tried out were trial balloons and we so we signed up for so many different services and sometimes i would use uh, my own email actually most of the time i would just use my sqpn.com email account and uh, uh over time of course i've been gathering all that login information in LastPass, which is cross-platform and super easy to use so we we uh we had everything stored, but then I started to go back to all those different things that still had my old SQPN email ad- address, and it was just flabbergasting how much I had to change. And then every time you come across these old passwords that you made up 10 years ago, and you're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that that was my pass- password back then. And so... And then a lot of these services no, even, don't even exist anymore. Like I was going to Ustream the other day, which is now IBM. And it's, it's almost like a legacy thing that they have on the site, but it's no longer really in place. A lot of the videos are still there, and there's some very cool, unique videos of 2007, 2008. So I had to go through all that and see if I could save some of those videos. Um, but then there were other services that had merged with different companies and sometimes it would be really tr- um, almost impossible to change your your uh, login information or your your your, uh, pa- your password or your email address and even big companies like Warner Brothers like I had this uh, game account and it's just impossible to change your email address completely impossible and it looks like a Warner Brothers my goodness <laughs> like they make millions of dollars and they can't even have the simplest of user interfaces for people to you know keep their keep their login information up to date it, it was <laughs> really troublesome then just tons of I, it was almost like going back in time and also seeing the things that we did wrong like at one point we thought that for every show that we did every topic that we talked about we had to create a new twitter account and we would invite people to follow you know, all those different Twitter accounts. Back then, Twitter was bigger than Facebook. And uh, we, we 
thought that the more we're out there, the more people will come across us and find the source of all this great programming. <laughs> but then, of course, it was a nightmare to maintain because every Twitter address has to be linked to a unique email address. And, oh my goodness, it took me three days. I've only finished this yesterday to eliminate most of those Twitter accounts um, some of them I've kept just to, as to, um, to prevent other people from um, taking that name and I don't know <laughs> some, some, there are the craziest people out there so some of those names you want to protect them and park them but even that is costs time I'm finally at the end of the park here in this big the wind is picking up also because there are less trees, so I think I'm just going to go back through the park. There's a big um, new swimming pool that they've constructed here. It's massive. I think it's the biggest swimming pool of the area, the whole region. I'm not a swimmer, by the way. I'm not sure if I'll ever be. Um, but I'm curious to see what it looks like on the inside because I've been walking past this building for almost a year now. So the, uh, uh, th- that whole process, um, in, it's, it's stupid work. And in a way, I was glad that I had some time off to do this. It's like cleaning up your computer or sorting your documents or stuff like emptying your inbox. It's not always the most um, riveting work. But you sometimes just have to do this to get current again. And I think that we... Uh, we managed to do that before, for, before the end of the year. And so, speaking of which, what, what are the, the big things to look, that I'm looking forward to? Well, first of all, I, I'm very, very glad that my life now is much simpler, that I don't have to be involved in these two organizations anymore, and I can focus um, on the things that I love to do, which is making programs. The organizational aspect, I've, I've got a tremendous board here in the Netherlands. We ha- now have our studios, as you've been able to virtually visit <laughs> at the beginning of this episode. Um, and we've got the equipment, we've got the software. Um, I have a few people in mind that I'm going to ask to help me, because that too is now possible now that we have offices. Um, so I'm looking for someone who can be our web editor, in a way. So we, we make a lot of stuff. But we don't have time to get the word out. And that's always kind of the problem of uh, small-scale organizations. You do a lot of good, but if your bread and butter is to gather audiences, you need to allocate time and, and people to that, that aspect of the work itself. And so I, I'm trying to find someone who can help with that, or perhaps even multiple people, because we need to both communicate with a Dutch audience as well as with an international audience. Um, so that's, that's one thing. Uh, but the most important thing is I've reduced the things that I want to do to a few main tasks. And I'm just, I can name them on the top of my head, which is a good thing. I've not always been able to do that. When people would ask, well, so what shows are you doing? I was like, oh, I've got a hundred podcasts. <laughs> well, that was then and now I'm focusing on the things that I do I want to do them really well so first of all first of all the daily breakfast um, I'm planning to record seven episodes uh, in one day at the beginning of the week or at the end of the week um, and to always have a little bit of a buffer so that even if life gets busy and sometimes it does get busy um, there's always this margin so I never have to stress about that anymore um, one of the things that I'm still working on is improving the audio and the video. So I think the, the idea of going out with this stabilized phone, that's great. Uh, I've noticed that the iPhone um, is, is no, is, it's getting older. <laughs> I don't know if this is a battery problem or Apple slowing down my phone or a combination thereof. But there is also a secondary problem of the iPhone. So I do experience a lot of uh, frame drops when I'm filming. And then audio gets out of sync, which I then have to fix in in, uh, post-production. And that's a tremendous work. Now, the whole idea was to 
reduce or eliminate that part of the equation when it comes to post-production. So I need to have a phone that is able to film, record audio, and, uh, and not drop frames and, and get out of sync, which the iPhone currently is unfortunately doing. So I'm thinking of getting a, a, a secondary phone, use the iPhone just as my regular phone, because that's another thing. If it's uh, inside this stabilizer, then when someone calls you, you have to get it out, and it's not easy. So especially not if you're in the middle of a walk. So having a second second phone just for filming would be a good thing. And then uh, uh, the other thing is the, the camera on the phone is, of course, one of the best cameras out there. The software is really great. But unfortunately, it's not a wide angle. And one of the things that I want to do when I'm walking around is to show you, like when I'm in Rome, that, that's when I started to notice that. It's so hard to to show you everything because Rome is everything is so big so you're you're walking on the, the bridge of the angels and and it's just everything is too big and the lens can't capture it and I've, so I've noticed that there are just a few brands uh, LG being the most prominent one ones that have um, wide angle lenses on their phones and I think that would be something worth exploring so unfortunate that phones are so expensive nowadays um, but there is a there are two phones that LG makes that I'm, I'm contemplating or like looking at. Uh, there's the G6, which has a wide angle, uh, but it's a slightly older phone. It's like a year and a half old or two years old, um, and it, it's not the best lens. It is wide angle, but it has a lot of how uh, uh, you call that? Like it creates this aberration on the sides of the image. And then there's the successor, which is the V30. And that is a prime phone and has a tremendous um, lens um, and also extremely professional audio-video software. It's, it, it enables you to film in log, for instance. Log is an um, uncorrected um, color palette, so it will capture a lot of the detail, both in the shadows and in the highlights, when you, but you have to um, process it afterwards. But it enables you to to, to save, to salvage uh, video and, and make it much more appealing in post production than, than you would do uh, than you would be able to do in, um, let's say, uh, f- footage that comes from an iPhone where Apple has already done a lot of that for you. But that's never as good as what you can do uh, yourself manually. Then again. Eh, it will add time to the production. So I'm, not, I'm still not... And, and it's an expensive phone. It's like a 900 euro phone, which is kind of crazy. And it's still new. And LG, usually, when the new model comes out, they have, they, they chop the price in half of the previous model. So you already know that if you buy it now, like a few months from now, it will be half the price. So eh, that's still a question of, you know, what is want and what is need. And then the audio uh, is also an issue. It's pretty tough, even with a small lapel, ex- external lapel ma- microphone, to capture everything that's happening around me. I've been very spoiled with these um, Zoom H2 recorders that I've been walking around with, with which has, have such clarity and uh, incredible dynamic range, which is something that is rare in when it comes to mobile Devices, even on, on on video cameras, you oftentimes don't find this kind of quality audio. So that's still something I'm working on. Um, but that's that's everything that concerns the daily breakfast. And what I think, what I <laughs> I know it's going to do, it's also it's going to help me to exp- to be more adventurous because there is this video element to it. I want to take my viewers, my audiences to places where there is something to see. And, of course, I live in uh, such a beautiful uh, country and in Europe where the most amazing places are just a few hours away. And being able to produce seven episodes on one day makes it worth traveling to produce these shows. So that's, uh, that's something I'm truly looking forward to. second um, thing that I'm going to do, of course, is number of television episodes um that is 
kind of not my primary work anymore. It is in terms of finances. It, it, if we didn't have that, I wouldn't be able to um, pay my my uh, for my, both my salary, but also um, the people that we pay for the organization. That is all basically possible because I work so hard in the world of television. But the audience that my television shows reaches is not my core audience. Not my. It is a core audience. And it's a valuable and important audience to me, but it is an older audience. Let's be honest, it's 70 plus. And I think what we need to do, what is absolutely part of the, of the mission of Tridio, is to reach also that younger generation that doesn't have that foundation when it comes to faith. Um, it helped them in their life. And so... Uh, that is it's important to be where you can reach hundreds of thousands of people through television, but is it the people that your mission wants your needs you to reach? And if not, what are you going to do? So that's something I've I've um, I've decided that I want to focus on the episodes in which I can travel, in which I can produce stories, I can make stories that I can also share with a different audience. A um, good example would be, for instance, what I did with the Camino. That was something that I turned into a television show, but it was also reaching a whole bigger audience worldwide. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a balancing act, because, of course, I have to convince the people that, uh, that I have to answer to that that will result in television that is appealing to the current older audience that is watching my TV shows. But I think I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Uh, I notice that a lot of the storytelling experience that I've gathered over the years helps me tremendously to, uh, to connect with an audience, even kind of despite what, what story I'm telling or where I am. Um, so that's, that's something I, I will continue to do. A little less than, than last year, though. Last year, I don't know, I've done 14, 15 television episodes. That was way more than, than I planned to do and way more than it was actually feasible. And so for the next year, I want to tone that down. That will also cause a decrease in income. So in order to make ends meet, we need to find uh, additional sources of revenue. Um, and I still don't really know how, <laughs> but uh, I'm very comforted by the fact that I have this uh, very loyal group of co-producers on patreon that helped me uh that, that helped me build this financial foundation and so i think if we can grow that a little bit that will help also but it's going to be financially a bit more challenging i think to make ends meet um especially because we also want to grow a little bit and i want to bring in some more people that can help me and hopefully i can find some volunteers but some stuff, you just need to hire people. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. So, uh, television. The, the, another thing. Uh, the walk, of course. Uh, people were asking me, is this going to be an ongoing thing? Yeah, I commit to this. Uh, to continue it in the way that you've been used to it. So, whenever I go for a walk and I have something to tell you, I will record an episode of The Walk. Um, the third show is a much more uh, limited uh, endeavor, but important because it, it uh, keeps me in touch with m my core supporters and co-producers, is the podcast that I re record for um, my Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash fatherroderick. They have access to a, a podcast feed, which is only available to the, the patrons. And uh, that's a, a Q&A feed. So it's Ask Father Roderick. It's a very low-key, kind of a bit like The Walk. Um, but it's... I just... I'm in, I'm in conversation with, with my supporters, with my co-producers. And that gives me very valuable feedback. The, the reason that you're listening to The Walk right now is, is thanks to that feedback. So I want to continue to do that. And uh, uh, do it on a regular basis as well. Then um, we have a, a very important 
perhaps the most ambitious project for the next year. That is going to build on the experience that we've gathered with our Lego uh, catechesis uh, videos. That has been such a, a fun thing to do and so gratifying because we've received a tremendous um, feedback and support from our uh, from parents mostly and teachers. It's all those videos that help people understand the world of faith a little bit better, but in a fun way, in a very easy to share way. Well, that most of those videos were just produced with sticky tape and uh, <laughs> flashlights that I was using to to light the scene. Uh, sometimes not even it wasn't even animated i was just using photos and and i would just do like a zoom in on a photo or something like that um and my hands have have been itching to do to take that to the next level and that's what i'm going to do in uh, 2018 planning on creating a much more uh thought out package in a certain way like create what i would like to do let's start with that is i really I think it's super important to help parents pass on the faith and make these topics that have to do with faith easier to share and to talk about with your kids. Um, and the same thing is true in education. And uh, I know in a lot of schools there are young teachers and they themselves have not been uh, receiving much information about faith, about Catholic traditions, etc., and they may work in a Catholic environment or even in a public environment where they have to explain things and they don't know how to explain it. And, uh, and they don't know where to find the resources. If you type in something on the Internet, <laughs> there is so much disinformation and there's, it's just this explosion of stuff. What are you going to do with that? So I think these Lego videos are such an easy conversation starter. Um, and we've... We've already built up this reputation of being funny and, and, and well-produced, at the same time informative, and just a great start of a conversation. What I would like to do is build on that and create something that is a little bit more thought out. Oh, God, there's a whole group of kids with fireworks probably ahead of me. Uh, I may actually turn left here. Ugh, there's at least 10 kids there. You know it's trouble. And of course, they're all too young to <laughs> to work with fireworks. But anyway, so uh, the what I would like to do is to create almost like um, an introduction to the Catholic faith, uh, like building up literally the building bricks of faith to to translate that into Lego videos. Or Lego, it doesn't even have to be Lego videos. It could be just illustrations. But to make it much more than that, also have some material, write some material that will help that process of how do you transmit that faith to a younger generation. And uh, I have a lot of ideas about that. To build that up, that is going to require very good planning. This is not something... Because what I would like to do is basically give uh, parents and, and teachers the opportunity to get uh, a whole package of stuff that they can use. Um, so they don't have to kind of keep checking the YouTube channel. Is there a new video, etc.? No, I want them to have the whole package so they can just use that whenever it fits their time. And um, Anyway, so something more thought out. This, this whole brick-by-brick brick project... Um, and I really would like to do that as a, a very well-organized, well-produced uh, project. So I want to involve more people in, in making that happen. I will also have to find funds for that. that you know, there you go. They're starting their fireworks. <laughs> I'm so glad I took a turn to the left here. <laughs> um, the... Uh, so, but that's big, and that's truly something I believe will will be a cornerstone of of the mission. This is this is why we do what we do. We want to help people discover how faith can be a dimension in their life that helps them. Um, and so, that's that's big. But it's also perhaps the most difficult 
new thing because this is something I've never done before, at least not on this level. But I think we're ready for it. And then um, to wrap things up already, because this is, I told you I want to be more intentional, more focused. Uh, the last thing that I want to do is I want to create um, a number of, let's say, long-form videos, web documentaries, uh, kind of linked to the the type of stuff that I produce for, for Dutch television, but then to make that available to an international audience. That, too, I know is going to require time and energy that I don't have in store, but that is, it's possible to organize that. We know what is required to produce episodes like that. And um, what I can do, my part in this process next year in 2018, will be to film, to do the interviews. That's what I enjoy. I can easily go out with a camera or two cameras and walk around and film the adventures. What I don't have time for is the post-production of that. But I do know how it works because I've been doing that for a year. So that's the advantage of sometimes investing some extra time and some extra energy into learning the process. It's not necessarily that you want to continue to do that, but you know how it's done. And so you know who you need to have, who you need to hire, what the resources are that are necessary to make that happen and to be able to outsource that. And that's definitely something that in 2018, I don't know, I don't make any promises because I know that that is still to be discovered. I don't know how much time that Lego project is going to take I do want to guarantee this daily production that we do, and I think that's feasible. But I don't want to overpromise and underdeliver to make myself happy and you happy. You have to underpromise and overdeliver. And uh, well, this year in 2017, I think we definitely did. We overdelivered. I am stunned. Like I was listing just all the stuff that we produced, and I couldn't believe that we did all that in 2017. It's incredible. Well, 2018, hopefully, will be just as productive. But we, there are so many lessons learned that I think it will be an even better year. So that's what I wanted to share with you. My main, the last, <laughs> I need to wrap this up before we all go deaf because of all those explosions. But what I want to say to you is thank you for for coming along on this adventure guys that is loud and they're of course using the buildings there as an echo chamber to make it even worse um a special thank you to my supporters my patrons and um this this month of december has been crazy in terms of movement among my patrons uh this has to, has to do partially with patreon trying out new stuff so there were new new billing things and then afterwards they corrected it and they dialed it back but that caused a lot of unrest among patrons and so uh, but then there's also the end of the year some people are just looking at their budget and making new decisions because their financial situation has changed but what I want to do at the end of this episode is to say welcome to my new patrons saying goodbye (laughs) to people that have decided to uh, to um, well, to readjust their financial situation and also to thank those of you that have upped their their monthly donation. And so, first of all, let me welcome all the... And this is just the month of December, but all the new people that in the next couple of months, I don't know, um, are, are helping me doing what I do and, and providing you with all these programs. It's Heather, Carlos, Morrigan... Trevor, Christina, Michelle, Eileen, Jason, Paul, Thomas, Susan, Lucas, Harm, and Karen. Welcome to this community of wonderful people. There are 145 patrons right now. We have thousands and thousands of listeners and viewers. Thank you for being the core foundation that makes it possible to reach all these people. And then I want to also say thanks to those of you that are uh, no longer able to continue their support on Patreon. And uh, we have an exit poll and people uh, say that they are uh, unsubscribe or how do you say that? They stop being a patron. Sometimes it's temporary, sometimes for a longer period. 
and almost everyone says that it's because their financial situation has changed. And that's a good thing because it, it tells me that people are responsible. Gosh, I see more clouds there from more, more firework groups. It becomes a hazard to walk here. It's dangerous. Okay, I'll turn right again. I'm not going to seek this danger <laughs> voluntarily. So, um, it, I think it's, it's, I, it's a very good sign that people continuously evaluate their financial situation and reevaluate where they invest their money. And so, but they have been supporting me, some of them for months, some of them for years. And I want to say thank you for that. And, and uh, again, you're, the fact that you're, you're no longer a patron doesn't mean that it doesn't count what you've, you've contributed to this mission. And I hope that all of you will continue to enjoy uh, what we're continuing to do in the next year. But I want to say thank you to Tim, Kim, Rachel, Sarah, Diane, Luke, Melanie, Martin, MTG, my best friend, the Rhino, and Richard, those are the patron screen names, for having been a patron. Thank you so much for your support. And I'm honored and proud to have you uh, among my followers and, uh, and, and supporters. And then a last thank you to those of you that have upped their monthly donation um, that are perhaps, you know, that they want to go along with the, 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 the new plans that we have. Perhaps their financial situation has changed. And so they decided to uh, give a little bit more. That's absolutely tremendous. Uh, Mary, Connie, Christine, and Johan, thank you so much. And then, of course, I cannot forget all the patrons that are already patrons and will continue to be patrons. That's amazing. And I hope that this overview of, of 2017 has made you proud as well, because this wouldn't have been possible without you. And here's to another year of very exciting Nija projects. Thank you so much. Um, Happy New Year. All the best. My prayers are with you, as always. And also, I hope that your prayers will continue to support uh, Tridio and also me personally. Because we all need prayers, right? Thank you so much. And I will talk to you soon. Take care and God bless.